You're listening to a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. We are the Elsers. Welcome to Elsers, a production of Galactic Network. I'm Gregor Sprague, and Corey is off this week. And joining me is basically, you know, to take Corey's spot, we had to bring in B. He's going to be, you know, saying words and stuff like that when he feels like it. But more importantly, joining us is the three-peat, the thrice-returning person. Is it three or four times? I don't know. She's been here a lot. She's basically family. Uh, it's Jackie Hearn. Jackie, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing really good. Thank you. Um, wow, I didn't realize I was um, someone who had been on here a lot. I think but. the only person we've had more is Sean Burns, and that was like a lot of those don't count because he was co-host. Ah, uh, okay. So, <laughs> but I'm not like that kind of person that like you know you you guys like it's like you you hang out or stay in one place and then someone comes over. And then because they were there one time, they feel like they can just come over anytime. <laughs> no, <That's>... <laughs> no. Basically, you're, you're like Alec Baldwin on Saturday Night Live. Oh. So, yeah. You, you just you come in all the time <laughs> and all this stuff, you know, whenever you want. And it's we're like, great. You know, have, you know, do your do your Donald Trump impression and, or whatever. And OK. Like OK. Can, can I be a, can I be a Steve Martin version? Yeah. Yeah. Steve Martin. Not, okay. I'll, I'll yeah. Take a pick. Because it's much more rare, and it's always, like, a big deal when he's on, so. Yeah. (laughs) All right, cool. Thank you. So, real quick, before we get into all the show and before we get, you know, warned, uh, on Elsers, we will will swear and we will spoil things because, you know, we sometimes don't think before we speak. And if you want to get subscription links, show notes, all that good stuff, go to elsnerds.com. And for other info on the the Galactic Network brand of shows, go to gncasts.com. All right, now let's get, let's. Let's just jump right into it because we got we got great stories. These this is one of the rare weeks. Sorry, beat that <laughs> all the stories that we have. We have four stories all together. We got three three up here at the top, and then, then our main event at the bottom. I like okay. I like this. I don't. We don't have to change anything. Let's do it. We're good. And the big the first story is the a Lord of the Rings TV series is in the works over at Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, I think we talked about this what two months ago with Jeff Bezos wanting, wanting his Game of Thrones. I think he yes. found it. I, I honestly think he found it now. <laughs> if this is coming that, to fruition, I definitely was thinking in my head Game of Thrones. If no one else has said it, uh, when I heard the heard of this heard the story and um, understanding what the purpose of it is, is for Amazon to finally kind of create their their niche or their genre, their, their thing, or they, they, they yeah. really haven't been doing very well, very good on their, their original series or. Yeah. It, it is really, really interesting because they've like the award show stuff that they have. It's, you know, it's basically transparent, you know, that's. Yes. The show oh, that got... right. I was going to say aside from transparent, of course, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And the grand and tour. Then yeah. And they have the grand tour, which is, you know, the top gear boys, you know, their, oh. their new show. Which, which is a lot of people like that, right? Like that's a that's a really popular thing. Not even just uh, oh yeah in the U.S. That's is it is it mostly UK or it's 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 a worldwide thing. So it's one of those because I've actually started rewatching the Grand Tour, 
just because I'm like, all right, I need my fix of Jeremy Clarkson and you know all those guys. But it's one of those things that like there's such big you know reaction. You know, like there was por- there was uh, mentions on uh, Reddit on r slash top gear that do we still do this or do we break it off and do a grand tour subreddit now they have done a grand tour subreddit but basically it's everything is sort of in in here you know they talk about the american version that doesn't suck um, <laughs> which is, is amazing to say i don't i didn't never thought i'd ever say that you know a top gear america that doesn't suck to put it um, in perspective I don't have any feelings about cars. I don't care. And I watch yeah. that show religiously because it's just great personalities. Really? It's like Planet of the Apes in cars. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a great that's honestly a great way to say it. Because I mean a lot of it with all with now I, I'm I'm gonna exp- expand this to all three, you know, the Grand Tour, the UK Top Gear, and the American Top Gear. The all three that I watch you have these great hosts that are doing this these great partnerships that you have you you know you've got the originals with the grand tour and it's like you know you're seeing all these guys you know doing you know you got jeremy clarkson who'll say stuff vaguely racist and all that stuff and just the with how well it all works together and then you get the new uk version with matt leblanc uh, rory Okay, the if you skip the season that Chris Harris was in, or not Chris, Harris, uh, Chris Evans was in, it is good because you see this this camaraderie amongst these three guys. Um, you know they they pick on each other. You know they pick on uh, Matt LeBlanc for being Joey and friends. I was going to ask that. if Joey was on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then uh, they okay. and then they 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 all sort of pick on each other. They do like the ribbing that the original guys used to do on the show beforehand, and then you got the American version where they do the same thing there's no real pressure from anything else it's and they've made it their own while keeping it similar to the british version and it's it's a fun thing so so, so what do they do they i mean you said it's not just all about cars do they so each um the, the grand tour is a little bit different because they're the gimmick with them them is each week they're in they have a mobile studio it's a giant tent that it, they film for all the uh in the in studio bits where they're it's the three hosts talking you know with the audience setting up the different uh film packages whether it be a car review or the week's uh you know like adventure of like you know they did one on the grand tour of doing a grand tour going up from like venice and then hitting, or no, they ended at Venice, and they started in like in like the middle of Italy. So like a tra- it, travel show. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of it's like travel. There's they okay. don't really focus in on too much of like the, I can the towns. It, it's it's yeah. about the cars, but it's they talk about everything that surrounds that whole genre. So you don't yeah. they don't care about how much. Well, they tell you how much horsepower it has and make jokes about it. Sure. But, it's really about the personalities that make jokes between them. They're always making very, very terrible jokes, inappropriate jokes about each other, and that's the fun. And okay. the cars yeah. are just uh, the painting on it. And yeah. to come back to the Amazon thing, that 
was a great get for them because it had a huge worldwide audience, even though it was a BBC thing, it went around the globe. So it cost them also a lot. That was one of the main things that the BBC had issues with, that they were spending a lot in the production value because they mm. blew up stuff and crashed cars and stuff like that. But they okay. made a good decision there. And then there was the tick. I think that was a success as well for them. The tick, the tick has critical success with, I mean, was, there was some, fa no, some fan success, but like, I don't think there's going to be the awards for it. You know, we're not going to see it, you know, being uh, nominated, whatever you get nominated for with television. Well, they got money just by the sea. So as a movie studio, they succeed yeah. as a TV show like thing. They have different things like Jean-Claude Van Damme's new show and other things that, like Netflix, do their own thing. That's okay. But now with Lord of the Rings, if that's on the table, they're talking about it. It's not signed yet, but they're talking about it because they had to clear their rights with Warner Brothers and the estate of Tolkien. Mm -hmm. Because New Line Cinema that made the movies, fucked them over. They told yeah. that the first Lord of the Ring and the second one didn't make money. They lost money on it, officially. Yeah, which is dumb. <laughs> but so accounting schemes, yeah. Oh, and Man yeah. in the High Castle. That was good. I, or at least I liked it. But yeah, Man in the High Castle. See, so it's like the problem is that they have quite a bit of Amazon has quite a bit of stuff that people go, oh yeah, like you like you just did, like oh Man <laughs> in the High Castle. I forgot about this. Mm -hmm. But they don't have the oh Stranger Things is coming out oh I gotta watch Stranger Things or the Marvel Netflix shows or you know or you know the House Marvel's Dark. Hulu show yeah. and all this stuff you know they don't have these things that are built that are buzzworthy mm -hmm. and so that's where I feel like you do a Lord of the Rings show that's where you know where they're going to get these things um, I believe they're also uh, Amazon is also still doing their pilot season stuff. Which I enjoyed. That's the one thing I've loved about Amazon is their whole pilot season, because it seems like we're getting stuff that you know we haven't really heard of, and we're actually getting to see uh, something. Uh, Absolutely. The um, I I think, one, but one of the frustrations I've ha I've had with it is that some of those pilots come out, and then the actual show may be out two three years later, such yeah. as was it Sneaky Pete. Yeah, sneaky. Yeah, Pete. sneaky Pete. There was a there was a pretty big gap in between. I, yeah, with a couple of years in between, I believe, and I don't and, I haven't heard anything about it coming back. I don't think it did as well because it took so long for them to get true. it out. True, and that's where I feel like a lot of it with the whole pilot season. It's sort of you know it is that dual edged sword because you know they like at first with the the first one where we got. Uh, what was it? Alphas and Beta House. Great shows. It was, way. yeah, it was, you know, there was a quick turnaround because they only did the pilot, like they announced and they made a big fuss about, about these pilot seasons or about the pilot season. And then like, they're like, okay, what ones do you like? And they're like, okay, boom, these go into production. And then you turn around and they did it uh, two other, you know, they've done it, you know, other times. It's where we got, you know, Man in the High Castle and transparent were from these and then they realized okay we'll, we'll give you some more time to you know to breathe because they they are waiting for us to want to see this stuff and the take was another such case that where they did a yeah, pilot and then picked up a one year and a half later something like that. yeah 
Yeah, because also they're doing it, you know, where it's all Amazon doing it. That's where I think they would benefit more from what, like, what they're doing with the show Catastrophe, it, which is uh, in here in America, is another Netflix original or not Netflix, Amazon, uh, Amazon, Amazon exclusive, yeah. because they co-produce it with Channel Four over in the UK. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to worry about, oh well, here's the pilot. Okay, they like it. It's boom, you got the first season. How do people like it? If they like it, great. If not, Channel Four, good luck with it. You know, workshop it elsewhere on you know for here for you know a global distribution right. uh, side of things. And so it's like they do stuff like that, but not just in the UK. You know, like like how Netflix does. You know, where it's all over, bringing in stuff that they're like. Well, I think you know, I think this might work. You know, here or there, and then you you finally will have a Netflix competitor. I think bringing in Lord of the Rings as a TV series is going to be that thing that will help them. You know, because, yeah, it, because... it, it definitely will help them. I, I, I agree. Um, yeah. So uh, there's no, there's no, I, I, I'm kind of gla- glancing this story, but I guess there's no confirmative, confirmed type of version that, or, yeah. or what they're workshopping yet, right? They're shopping it around. Uh, HBO was also interested, but dropped their interest just uh, recently. Uh-huh. So Amazon seems to be the main competitor, and as they had a change in the upper echelon because Roy Price was another sexual harassment. Case. Yeah, right. Boy, uh, they're going like flies. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. So, uh, now we got this situation with a new person in charge, Chantal Yugado. Yugado. Oh, don't ask me how to pronounce that name. Y G U A D O. Um, and yeah. yeah. That there name. you go. <laughs> that <laughs> name. So things are changing, and that could be the first step to make a stand and show off what she's going to do. And the idea is there, but what would you like to see in that case? Do, doing the so that's an interesting thing. That's mm. I. What I could honestly see happening is if they're going to do, if they're going to go right into into Lord of the Rings, I think it would be, you know, they could do some of these stories and then, you know, focus in a little bit more on some of the characters. Right. Like, uh, let's get Gollum's backstory. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, like this Uh could be a a perfect time to expand on some of the, on, you know, some of these characters that we had in here that, you know, didn't get a lot of screen time. I'm thinking of, for instance, what is it? Pippin. Uh, from uh, out of right. the hobbits right because you know, everyone if you think about it the the actor and the character are both forgotten because everyone's like oh there's frodo and samwise and then there's dominic monahan's character mm-hmm. but everyone no, more knows it because it's dominic monahan and he went later on to do lost and all that stuff but mm-hmm. everyone forgets about uh, and i only i can only remember his first name but uh of the dude you know named billy who played pippin and there and it's sort of like like i think i don't think he was in two towers at all huh in the same time frame as the movies uh, the main story place or just before afterwards how would you approach that i mean see that's where i don't i don't know because i i honestly liked the movies the three movies who doesn't yeah but i mean i and i had my problems with the hobbit uh movie franchise should have been two but I feel like it is highly possible with 
the rich content that we have in this universe that we could get, I'd say probably at least six seasons out of, out of this. And this isn't even doing like, okay, the first season's going to be, uh, or the first two seasons are going to be The Hobbit, the second or the third season yeah, is going to be Fellowship. Right. They definitely couldn't retell the the stories. It's It's got to yeah. be more detail into one group of people or another or multiple groups interacting yeah. I, I don't know but uh you know i mean there could be, i don't know be a, a a season on the wizards and you know there's a season on uh, elves i, 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 I don't know. talking I trees look, <laughs> but I, I look at this and i mean you, you're not that far off because what was what was one of the hottest video games that came out three weeks ago was shadow of mordor who owns that you game the- who's the publisher <laughs> Warner Brothers. Brothers. Of Warner so, Brothers? I don't think so. But no, but what I'm saying is there it, it is not it is not a property that is based strictly on the source material. The source material. It is expand it's to use oh, Star yeah. Wars, it's expanded universe stuff. If, if there's so, if there's any any universe to create a um a series of different stories, this 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 is the, uh, right up there. I mean, this is yeah. Lord of the Rings universe is huge. It's a prequel, sure. as I understand the game Shadow of Mordor. Plays just right right after the yeah. first Rimbearer got uh, killed. I didn't play it, so I wouldn't lean too much into it. But I was thinking, why not do it with other characters that mm-hmm. are like a companion piece that you have the story going on and you get to see aspects of the movies that they couldn't cover through the mm. eyes of other characters you can get into. That would be great. That would uh, fill in a lot of pieces for people. And um, yeah, I think it would get a lot of the fans that are, you know, real hardcore, who grew up reading the books before watching the films or any of that, you know, really, really into it to try to catch those pieces that were missing. So yeah, yeah I think so, yeah, definitely. They they picked a good story uh, line to um to create something around to you know kick off their own Game of Thrones. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's one of those. Even if they did a, so I'll I'll, put, I'll phrase it this way: even if they did a strictly Lord of the Rings TV series, they didn't expand into the Hobbit. There are this Silmarillion. Silmarillion. Um, that one. Um, the S book word that always confused the hell out of me when I saw it in bookstores. The two million characters in it and oh, um, the story, yeah. Yeah. And they just focused on this. They'd have a more logical, by sticking to the source material, not getting uh, area for spinoffs, which is where what a lot of the people want. You know, they're, they're looking at it. Oh, hey, Garly, thank you for doing the phonetic version i will still probably butcher it but thank you <laughs> um in the youtube oh. chat he posted the, the oh, simarillion but so thank you so you look at those and there's so there's still this you know a lot of source material that could then be spin-offs you know we don't have to do the stretch of well here's george R. R. martin working with the producers to work on this when he should be writing the books and getting those out so the fans could quit their belly aching. Yeah, and all that. trusting Benny of Noise is another story. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's. We're talking about spinoffs at all the point, maybe, but uh, I'm yeah. not too keen on it, to be honest. Shall we? Yeah, so shall we move on to the next story? That uh, Justice League star Henry Cavill, or wait, is he a Justice League star? <laughs> 
says DCEU hasn't worked, praises Wonder Woman as first step in new direction. This is, you know, with Justice League, you know, really close to happening, you know, the, the, like being released. Yeah. He sat on and talked about a lot of the problems that people have, myself included, with this. What I always tell people is I enjoy the movies, but mm-hmm. they can be better. They can sure. honestly, be, because I feel like if they are, and you know, I mean, I'm not going to make any stranger here as to not being a comic book fan, because if you're watching the video, you can see my room is like <laughs> just regurgitate. I got four fucking long boxes of comic books for crying out loud. True. And the contender and, game. Yeah. And the contender game. Uh, <laughs> I haven't touched that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. Um, and a and a God in the Shed over here by Baby Groot oh. to share swag from other people. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so you look at the DC EU, DC FU, whatever the hell they're calling this thing, the DC universe <laughs> of movies that they have. Yeah. Start with Man of Steel. Go to go to Batman versus Superman. Both of those miss the heart of so many characters that influence the main characters. That's the big thing I had problem with for both of them. Jonathan Kent, and and granted, this is probably coming from you know I was heavily persuaded by the fact that, um, and Kevin Costner, great actor, not taking anything away from him, but I prefer I'm blanking on his name, uh, Duke Boy, from on uh, Smallville, as the uh, as the de- as Jonathan Kent. Um, just because how he did it, it was, yes, it was still protect my son, but it wasn't don't do the right thing. It was don't get caught because I know you want to do it because I've taught you, you always do the right thing. It's very telling Hmm. that even Kevin Costner get, can butcher that character that is so iconic. So yeah, speaks volumes. Yeah. And I can see that. Yeah. And so it's, it's just one of these things like I look at this and. So as B- me and Beat were talking about this earlier, and he and he was you know saying, "Well, this one sucked. This one sucked. This one sucked." I'm like, "Suicide Squad was okay. It was if if I was if I was I I, I like Suicide Squad. Okay, I'm gonna I'll, I'll come out and say it. I like Suicide Squad. I don't know. I would have if I was making if I was the executive for the DC and doing all their stuff that I would do that movie so soon." As the third movie in your film universe. Hmm. Okay. Why? Because of the fact that where it does set up some villains, it sets them up in this way to not really be used with the heroes. It goes even further because they pick stories like Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad that you can do that if you have a universe set up in the movies that you can say, okay, now we do something different. Because what Frank Miller did was something, a comment on the comics before and brought change to the whole thing. But first, yeah. do, you had the original Superman, Batman stories that laid the groundwork. If you don't have that in the movies and just go for that special stories that aren't that good to begin with, or, well, depending on who you, who you ask, you get a right. It's the thing with Man of Steel broke so many in my view, character cues that Superman should have, and then you double down with the darkness and with the things that Batman does, killing or not killing. People said, yeah, he killed in comics before, 
but these were the comics that weren't the usual Batman comics. They did it because to separate themselves from the rest, to say to make a comment on the whole thing. Yeah. And going there from the get-go wasn't the best game plan, if they had any game plan at all. That's another question. But Suicide Squad had a schizophrenia in in it because they made the trailers that hit so well. And then they took the guys that made these trailers and let them re-edit or make parts of the movie themselves. So there were two teams making that movie. And it, in my opinion, showed very much in the end product. So you had yeah. inconsistencies in the tone and pacing and other things that were just, to me, obvious. And I didn't enjoy the movies because of that. And it shows because I want to do Hate DC because, like Corey always says, we love DC Comics. We would love to enjoy these movies because we are such a fan of the source material and other things. But we can't deny what's presented in front of us and just say, yeah, no. One of the things I like from this article here that is mentioned is the fact that, you know, because this is from an, an article that's for Rake Magazine that Henry Cavill is going to be a part of. He puts, even if Marvel didn't exist, we'd struggle. Mm-hmm. That's big. That is huge for a lot of fans to understand. Well, don't they all that, struggle? I mean, it's, uh, you know, you can't, no one's ever going to be happy with any version of any of these stories. True. True. But at the same time, though, whether it's, it's Marvel those... or DC, I think they yeah. both have the same His was I mean, struggles. I... Yeah, but his point was more there to say we struggle critically and with the fans, mm-hmm. not just because we are. So you, that, you think that's what Cavill meant when he said? Yes. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. He, he, he did. Yeah, with that, because you know, it's one of those things. Like what a lot of people take from them is, and sure, I will get. You know, I will give them the credit. Yeah, it comes across that way when you know what was it three years ago when Man of Steel just came out? They were filming Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. And DC and you know DC and Warner Brothers announced their lineup for the next forty goddamn years. They announced <laughs> all these movies. Shortly thereafter, Mar or you know right on that same time, Marvel announced their whole Phase Three when they were finishing up Phase Two. Up to twenty twenty, yeah, yeah, both of them yeah. until twenty until twenty twenty. The problem with that is people then go, well, Marvel has stuff to back it up. Marvel has the this you know all these films that they've done to back up what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. What do you have? You're coming off the, the high horse of the Dark Knight, <laughs> but are you using Christian Christian Bale in here? Are you using Christopher Nolan? Are you using any of those people in here? No. Well, so you're starting over. So what makes you think that we're going to want all these things? And then even then, it's like you look at what Marvel's done with their stuff they're using bigger named heroes before the justice league or before the avengers where here it's we get two you know we get or essentially three they're setting up the trinity of batman superman and wonder woman and then it's oh here's justice league and then here's these two other movies about the supplemental characters and and oh this is here's this one from over and it's it's just more confusing for the Fairweather fan or the person who's going to discover the comics from the movies. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah, yeah. So is, so how is this uh, different for a Wonder Woman? Just, is it because the, you know, it got, it's, 
I, th- I think a lot of it is the style because you look at the three movies, they have a dark tone to them. And this is the first one. You, you look at Man of Steel, it has a dark tone. Yes. Superman is not Superman is not a dark hero. Oh, he can no. be, but no. in he the right be. context. First, he, can, he, he can be, but he is typically not considered dark. He is he is the antithesis to Batman. Batman is the dark knight. Batman, it is easy to do this. Superman, he he restrains himself to so as to not be the you know the ruler of Krypton or the ruler of Earth like General Zod wants to do mm-hmm. and all that. And yet here you have this where you know he's doing these moves that Superman really probably wouldn't do, at least right away. And then you get Suicide Squad, which is you know basically just introducing villains in here. And then giving us little glimpses of, of the Flash and of Batman, and you know expanding on the, on Batman's ethos a little bit here. And then you get Wonder Woman, where mm-hmm. it is an origin story, and it is one that honestly is needed a little bit because not a lot of people know Wonder Woman, um, or well, or if you read the comic books, well, or uh, if you read the comic books, it's she has probably one of the most retconned origins in comics, in my opinion. Hmm. so it's you know it does get confusing so they're like okay here's this person here's what she can do and they did it with color this is when when that movie came out and i i was at work i was telling people i'm like oh my god this movie is so great because the the scene alone where she's coming out from the bunker because she wants to help and i'm i'm noticing this while you are drinking out of your wonder woman mug (laughs) 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 that she's with with her shield and it's dark and grimy because it's world war one is it world yeah, war, or world one. war yes. one it's world war one and it was dark and depressing then and you see her red in, in the red and blue just popping all the more as she's you know basically doing a captain america you know deflecting bullets with her shield yeah, winter suit is actually pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I did. I I definitely noticed the color in that scene as well uh, of her, her costume, and I thought that was great. That you know, because when I first saw the costume, I thought, oh, that's too bad. It, I I don't really like the dark, um, so much, but um, I do now. So yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, I just saw Wonder Woman for the first time on Friday. And I don't know why it took me so long to see. I mean, I do know why I had the, the you know, worst summer and uh, didn't really have time for things. But, yeah, um, I, I was pleased with it. You know, I it has a lot of potential, I think. I think um, yeah. they, they had a lot of ground to cover to get the story going. So, you know. Yeah. And, and I, I want to I sort of want to end this part on what Growly says. Uh, Growly puts in here in the chat. Marvel's problem is how to keep making hits. DC's problem is how can we make a hit? He's right. Because, I mean... Well, I mean, didn't these movies do really well at the box office? I mean, didn't... Not as expected. Or yeah, projected not... by the execs. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. I mean, we're, with, with some of these, they're expecting, you know... Billions. Um, like, like what Rogue One did. was it, They were expecting with Rogue One and all that stuff. Where it's and, like, and oh my the... gosh, it's going to break... You know, it's going to break the bank. And then I believe it lasted until Guardians came out, mm. which I think they were wanting. Yeah, it did, oh, well, gonna... yeah. Yeah, it did well. It did better. 
Wonder yeah, it did better, but them you... all, so there, yeah. there's no denying that. And the only part I had an issue with with the movie Wonder Woman was the end. And interestingly enough, it was when the colors changed to the scheme that the Batman, uh, uh, Man of Steel, and Batman <laughs> Superman had when it went all dark and CGI and the whole emboss fight, uh, as you would call it. The, the third act was a little bit of a mess, and it mm-hmm. was just in the moment when it appeared to be like the other mo- DC movies. And it was like, oh yeah, there's room for improvement, but it was the best <laughs> movie so far, which is an easy uh, <laughs> thing to achieve, but. Really? Yeah, uh, he's also co- saying that he has hope. He is not there just bashing DC and saying, yeah, it's all shit and we have to come c- oh, up no. in a fetal, fetal position. No, he's saying they know that. They're actively working at changing course and promises yeah. that Justice League will do that. Well, interestingly, coming from him as Superman is, spoiler, that in <laughs> the last movie. So he w- isn't going to be in it, and yet he is touting its horn. So it's okay. Honestly, though, I feel like it's one of those things that if he is dead throughout the whole th- throughout the whole movie, and this is where we're going to play speculation here. Yeah. Um, if he is dead throughout the whole movie, that's one thing. He'll he'll still be in the movie because of the fact that you know they'll do cutaway scenes. I saw one of the trailers before I saw Thor Ragnarok where they're talking about uh lois lane she goes outside and then it's clark kent and he you know he had just proposed to her and all that that's stuff that we didn't see in batman versus superman or in man of steel you know we didn't see him propose to her and all that stuff so it's that that could be one route that they take is you know more flashback superman he better put a ring on it he did he you know she said yes but then Batman beat him until she until he said Martha. Martha. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, and so the other one, but the other one, the more popular one is a lot of people are thinking that, you know, he's going to come back in, you know, very similar to Superman Doomsday, where he's mm. going to, you know, come back in, you know, he's died and then he's, yeah. you know, he comes back in the black suit and all that stuff. And I'm like, but I would like to see that being played after Doomsday is actually officially, you know, debuted. Not the abomination Marvel character that was the bag bad that emo Lex Luthor created in in uh, Batman versus Superman, mm. which wasn't a good character to begin with in the source. So no surprise there. The, the decisions they made were boneheaded at, at times, and the things that they course corrected the levity a little bit bringing that up and uh, showing the trails that there are f- things called laughs that people can smile that's a, a, po- a possibility wow okay we're yeah. moving that's, forward that's the other yeah. big thing i love about the justice league is it does look like they have more fun yeah more fun <laughs> that Everything I've seen with Ezra Miller is his character is, you know, his version of the Flash is he's being the comedian. A oh I should say a comedian, not yeah. comedian, because that's yeah, obviously Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Or Negan, depending on which universe you want to go to. <laughs> and the internet will have a fight because they're gonna say that's all Charles Sweden's influence. It's gonna be like Marvel all the time and all that shit. And oh yeah. Try to be different. <laughs> and I understand that I welcome that because we need companies like Fox doing Deadpool or doing Logan and doing things differently than proper Marvel Disney does. 
Yeah. And why not train with rounds? But you can just base all your sh things on that. Like, I like Zack Snyder. I like Watchmen. But also Watchmen was a story that was making fun or a comment on the whole superhero genre. Yeah. And then bring that to the to the characters they are making fun of that it doesn't work. That tonality and the whole thing was strange to put it mildly. And when they're going to do the course correcting, it has to be like for Ragnarok from what I hear that you have to find the right tone. You can't just make quips and make it good. And you can't just be dark. You have to find the right in between. And they made the best decision to get Whedon on board. But it it shows a little bit lack of creativity when you have to bring on the same guy that did it for Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. just like uh, giving in. So, yeah. So, excellent point. B, I have a question for you. Oh. And Jackie, I have a question for you. He could probably answer it better. You, so, you, go ahead. You, you, find, you, you find yourself at a door. Actually, no, I'll put it this way. You find yourself at two doors. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, actually, that's what I was doing. I was trying to transition into the next story. <gasps> awesome. And that is, yeah. And it's that we are getting a... And actually, because I'm going to pose an interesting question with this. The Twilight Zone is coming back. Yes. Um, Jordan Peele from, you know, from Key and Peele. He's also the director of the horror feature Get Out. Mm -hmm. Nice. He is set to... Uh, be show running this uh -huh. on CBS All Access. So CBS's CEO Les Moonves on on this past Thursday announced this during the their earnings call that this was going to be happening on All Access. Yeah. My first part with this is it's the same trepidations I had with Star Trek Discovery. Yep. It's oh, on CBS All Access. You mean you you didn't already have it because you were watching the Big Brother live feeds twenty four seven? I live on. Okay, I I did get it during the Big Brother live feeds. Oh, you did catch you, you, yes, some of it. Yes. Oh, okay. You, you know me so well, Jackie. But here's the problem. I'm on no. the East Coast. No, yeah, here, yeah. Here's honestly the problem and why I didn't keep it. Oh, I'm on okay. the East Coast. When I check it before, you know, as um, you know, like before I go into work and do a, you know, doing a closing shift. Yeah. They're all asleep because it's six a.m. over there. Uh, yeah, or it's 6 p.m. and they're all asleep, or it's 4 yeah. p.m. and they're all asleep. It, yeah. You know, yeah, no, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, I I actually watched it several seasons of it. I know a lot about it. Um, I had a, uh, I guess I guess I'll call my ex or whatever. I don't know who, whatever, who worked sound for Big Brother. Um, so I don't. It's not that I've watched it because I wanted to. I'm not going to admit it. <laughs> But I've watched it. Because, no, no, no. Anyways, but yeah, no. Actually, I think the live feeds, the twenty four seven Big Brother was a very interesting experiment. Um, and yeah. and you know, way particularly when it was in other country or it still is in other countries. But yeah, it's funny that they've had this live streaming service for so long, and it's not until Star Trek that people even know what the hell it is. I know a lot of people who didn't even know it all access existed until now yeah. and, um and they're going to need some good content uh, and, yeah. and that's the problem you look at the stuff that they have even before all access there was the on the big brother front there was there the all access exclusive big brother over the top which i don't even think ended yeah i think they just uh, well, well, no, actually I, actually no they rushed it you're right. You know Actually, they, they didn't tell the cast members either, and those people are still in this house somewhere. They think <laughs> that they should. <laughs> Certainly yeah, but, one by now. 
Yeah, they ended it super quick because no one was watching it. Right. Because I'll tell you right now, that was a misstep because of the fact that you use CBS All Access for the 24-hour news or the 24-hour feed. Mm-hmm. Why would you then have it to be where, oh, well, this is where we're going to do the live program part and all that stuff? Because they're like, well, I just watched all the stuff that, you know, then you get summed up on the episodes. Right. On CBS. Right. Well, they they make it an effort to turn off the feeds many, many times throughout the day or any time they know something is happening, even even to the point where if people are just fighting, arguing, they'll turn off the yeah. feeds so that they yeah. have something for the show. Um, mm-hmm. that's, you know, so yeah, it, oh, real mess. I would hate to work for that show. <laughs> so one thing with Twilight Zone. Yeah. Let's it's go back to that. A, a pretty old show. No, no. It's just a thing that it's an anthology show. Mm-hmm. And does that work for such a s- streaming service? Because if you don't need to binge watch a season, you just can catch one or two episodes an episode on its own have it all well black mirror seemed to do pretty good and even take home some emmys that's honestly what i was going to get get at here because you know to quickly do the whole cbs history thing or all access history they did over the top they did a spinoff for uh the good wife called the good fight and then star trek discovery is the one that everyone's like oh yeah it's gonna be great you know we're gonna get this and fans aren't really liking it but but critics are loving it I personally, have, I'm more of, I like liking the Orville, but that's that's besides the point. And so with this, it's it's one of these things like it does sort of like, it makes sense. You know, Jordan Peele is a great writer, mm. you know, he, and he's shown with two projects that he, that he has a huge range mm-hmm. with he and Peele and with Get Out that he mm-hmm. has this huge. Absolutely. Yeah, I was totally surprised when I found out he was behind uh, Get Out, um, yeah. you know, for the first time, whenever it was. I think I knew that. Well, I definitely knew that before I saw the film, but. Nobody know. remembers Keanu. <laughs> yeah, with the kitten. Yeah, here's the thing, though. Another comedy. So it's, and it's one of those things that, like, what would you, what would you rather me say? Keanu and Get Out when he's done better comedy with Key and Peele? Which, which Keegan Michael Key was also involved with Keanu, so that that's that's why I did that. It wasn't, and also I did forget about Keanu. Yeah, <laughs> everybody did. Jeff, wait, you, brought wait, the, yeah, you brought the other interesting part of Black Mirror. We have Black Mirror. Um, I've now, been I, hearing that comment everywhere because I I actually I have a podcast on um, Black Mirror um, called Black right. Mirror Reflections, um, and uh, but. Yeah, I've been so I've been been watching any talk of this uh, Twilight Zone, and I've seen so many comments from people saying, "But we have one, and it's on Netflix," you know. But that, what's wrong? No, I, I mean I love this. I'm so happy that they're going to bring back Twilight Zone, and it it doesn't even have to be Jordan Peele. I'd be happy with, uh, you know, not anybody, but <laughs> but you know. So yeah, why not? I, I look at it this way. Black Mirror is all about technology. It's, it's a different... About, it's, yes. It's all about the, how technology will affect humanity. Mm-hmm. The Twilight and Zone that's... is not limited by it. Right, exactly. They you get, explain you what it well. is, because many younger people, including maybe one on the show we have... Oh, true? Don't, don't, no, check shit about it, and bring to us the idea, what does... <laughs> I love you too, Gregor. 
<laughs> what is the show about? Tell us, uh, Jackie, please. Oh yeah, uh, the Twilight Zone is. Um, oh gosh, I, I used to know the the intro with the 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 guy. You know, when you, the doors are moving around and Rod things are flying. Yeah, uh, but no, it's it's basically it, the, each episode is a different story, of course, and it has to do with the abs absurd, bizarre coincidence. Things that happen in sort of your everyday life that make you think there's something else behind this. This is this is not what reality is. I'm seeing some other universe. Like Gregor said, it's not limited to just technology. While many episodes are related to the horrors of technology um, and how technology uh, makes things easier for us, but they also kind of take things away from us. Um, but that is definitely something that Charlie Brooker focuses on in Black Mirror. So as, as the, the young person who be so eloquently called out, I will point out that, yeah, where, yes, I didn't watch a lot of the Twilight Zone, the original 1959 television series. I, I'm not I, that old. <laughs> no, I did. I did actually but I watch watched this. them later. And, and actually, I started watching them on all CBS All Access about a year ago when yes, I had the Chucky, But you have good taste. Not like where. <laughs> OK, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I did watch the second revival on oh. UPN that was that Forrest Whitaker hosted as the you know as the narrator non screen host and the, he, yeah and so where it's like I do know a little bit about it. You granted it probably wasn't the you know best most expected, but also good God they did forty three episodes for one season. It was a decent show. Yeah, mm. yeah. Even the originals, um, there were. God, I mean, it had to have been close to 30 episodes. I should look that up before I speak. But but I remember uh, the, each the season. Was of, uh, not per, se per season, though. Oh, no, no, no. Original series had 150, uh, 156 episodes. So, yeah. But anyways, I mean, if you look at the dates, it, it was almost every single week, aside from maybe two months out of the year. Um, for the years that it ran. Again, I'm kind of just speaking from my memory of when watching on CBS All Access last year, so I don't really know. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I hope they'll they'll do something similar. I hope it's not short like Black Mirror, where it's like one season is four episodes and then you got to wait another year or two. <laughs> but so. that's the British way. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But um, I'm sure, looking forward a, to it. As a guy who watches a lot of British television, that is the British way. Yeah, Twilight Zone, they, they did more 36, which is, is it's, it's, that part is weird for me because of the fact that I, I tend to favor more the British, let's do, you know, shorter series or seasons to have mm -hmm. better content mm -hmm. as opposed to the American 22 let's to 24 episodes, mm -hmm. you know. Where, where really it's a you know maybe a 12 episode season that we have you know good ideas for we can stretch out you know 12 more episodes of, of filler and fluff to put in here you know that's actually been a problem for me uh, lately that i've been trying to i'm i've i started missing like all of the cw shows like i started watching uh, supergirl when it first came out and then i stopped and then now uh, you know i wanted to go back and you know i can watch the first two on netflix you know, I, it's like 20 episodes a season. I don't know if I can do that anymore. I can do a, a general, 
mean, I think Netflix has totally programmed my mind to need exactly <laughs> eight to 12 episodes, eight to 10 episodes per season. And then I don't want to think about it for a year. And then I, then I think, oh, it's February. It's starting to get really cold. Hmm. Must be time for whatever show. <laughs> House of Cards. Yeah. You know. But they have an overarching no, yeah. story. So you tell the beginning, middle and the end. Yeah, that's true. Dollar Tree. But this question, is that oh, yeah. Good something point. you can't wait because the Star Trek Discovery that has 17 episodes, if you call it uh, well, Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, well, with, with Black Mirror, I have a theory. And I know there are other people out there who have the same theory. Uh, but that Black Mirror actually exists in a single universe. And um, I think that they, are, they slowly try to hint that to you if you watch each episode very carefully but you know the but charlie brooker denies it but i think that that's because it's it would be spoiling like a big part of what black mirror is if, if, if i don't know um i but, i prefer that i prefer that over the christopher nolan sure he's robin <laughs> okay fair, fair <laughs> enough good did the upn show do the same they had uh, some stories that crossed over and the end culminated in and then some episode that brought it together. So the idea is I think that so. New? And Black Mirror's had a few. Uh, have you guys both watched Black Mirror? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so yes, I got yes. th them coming to Netflix is actually what got me into it. Okay. Yeah. I watched it uh, when it was a Channel 4 show um, right towards the end. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't catch the first season. But the, uh, there's a, there was in be right in between going to Netflix, there was a John Hammond Christmas special, yeah, mm -hmm. as the British do, <laughs> um, called White Christmas. And um, that was the first of the link where it really started to show kind of the links between all of the stories. Yeah. And and then in this last season, the last episode, oh man, boy, this is, it's been a year since I've thought of them, but um, the nation, um, hated nation, or hate in the nation, I believe. The bee story. The one with the bees. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that, that one was also a, a centerpiece for that entire collection, that season's collection that ties in the whole uh, Black Mary universe. But... I really sound like a crazy conspiratist, um, but maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> I also have things tacked up behind me that I'm keeping notes on. We're just, so, yeah. we're just, yeah. The only thing you're missing is just the red string connecting the dots. I just, it. I just need the red string, right? Yeah. <laughs> but do you think it's a draw for people to get CBS All Access to get a show that isn't one story that you have to keep up with and kind of talk about with other people? So you can say, ah, oh, you see that story. You can wait a year or two if it ends up on whatever service afterwards. That is kind of, I mean, it worked for Black Mirror, and that's a streaming service. But this is a different scenario with CBS All Access because they're they need to build the content. They're not at the level that Netflix is right now. Netflix could do anything, and it could do well or not. It doesn't. It wouldn't matter if it was Netflix or not. I look at it this way: it's it is a good step but it is not the final peg to get me to subscribe to the service. Oh yeah, no. No. It's a good it's a good move in the right direction, I would say. Yes. But but then again, I like the Twilight Zone. I like those um types of shows. So, but uh, it may not be good for someone else. Maybe they should do a show about dudes who take cars around 
the world and make <laughs> jokes. <laughs> they get along real well because like they went to college together or something. So they've been together longer than their ex-wives were dating them. <laughs> they yeah. were with their ex-wives. <laughs> yeah, or the ex-wives of all those guys. They get in some cars and drive around the world and, and uh, get into... See, here, here's, uh, here's your problem with that one, though. That wouldn't she, be on CBS All Access. That would be on E! Yeah. Oh God. Oh. oh God. You're right. <laughs> or Bravo. Well, yeah. I don't know. One of those TLC something. Yeah, one of those. One of those. Entertainment networks. <laughs> <laughs> and and the women would always be stopping and asking for directions, right? <laughs> so. Um, oh, it's great. I love that. So, I, I actually they, I wanted that to be a show now. <laughs> great but yeah, so actually this is a great part to end the news uh, segment uh, because we got more things to talk about oh okay yeah so real quick before we get into the views I want to let you guys know if you want to help us out make us make the program better we have a survey for you guys over at bit.ly slash en survey 2017 that is e capital e capital n capital s and then Irve 2017 all you know the numbers not spelled out and basically saying how can we make the show better so go there fill it out you'll help us out the other part the way you can help us out is by going to our patreon over at patreon.com slash galactic netcast it's an easy way for you to help us you know keep the ship afloat keep us going and you know you get stuff at you know a dollar level you're getting stuff the i believe there's peter fisher's applicably app review uh, with guests show is one of the things that you get and it is pure awesomeness you can find all that over at patreon.com slash galactic netcasts and now it is time for the else views this is the part of the show where where me and jackie and b if he has one that he wants to add we'll talk about the things that we have been watching over the past week um or weeks for people who haven't been on for a while so jackie uh you, you actually i think you're gonna bring an interesting thing Do, are you watching the walking dead so, yeah i'm watching it I you I'm not gonna lie. You actually got me caught up. You you forced oh, wow. me to catch up oh. because just with how and it's it's one of these things like I am now two weeks behind on Supergirl. I might bring behind. back my podcast if that's the case, and yeah. you'll have to guest. Yes, <laughs> uh, I am a week behind on every other you know, CW uh, hero show. Yeah, just because you know working in retail and you're you're entering fourth quarter where you're busy and all that stuff. And you find you that you ain't got time to TV. Yeah. But I, I saw in here, you're like, when talk about Walking Dead, I'm like, all right, I'm two episodes behind. I can do it. Or actually, I was only one episode behind. I'm like, all right, done. Let's do it. Oh, and cool. So I watched, so, so I'm all. Yes. Yeah, awesome. I'm all caught up. I had to, I have not watched an episode of The Walking Dead live yet, but that's also because wow. they, yes, yeah, it's also because they went up against uh, wrestling. Oh, sure. I was doing something else. I was doing something else, so I had to get caught up. I I can't stand watching it live. Uh, yeah. It drives. I just I just don't have the patience, and particularly to sit through commercials and or you know, like to think. Okay, I have time. To, I can tip, take the clothes out of the washer, put them in the dryer, and then I can go. Maybe I can get back before. You know, like I just I I, I can't stand that. I can't stand having to be. <laughs> You know, I want to watch it on my own. I want to watch it the next day. Even if I'm watching, say, I know that they, unless you pay for a 
AMC premium or whatever, you can get them yeah. commercial free. That, that's still fine. I, I know when the commercials are coming, I can pause it to go do something and then, you know, but I can't, I can't watch the show live. I mean, I, I do watch the show live, but I can't stand it. I can't stand watching it yeah. live. And I'm, I might not anymore now that I'm not really doing that podcast um, anymore. So I don't really have a need to, you know, watch what everyone's saying and, you know, yeah. all of that. Do you watch The Talking Dead afterwards? I, so I haven't watched Talking Dead mm-hmm. because what I used to do and I found myself not wanting to do is I would actually, like, there would be times where I wouldn't be able to get home until Talking Dead had started. So I would watch Talking Dead, then watch the replay of, what, of the episode <laughs> that Talking Dead was doing. Wow. And all that. Yeah, that's rough. And, and <laughs> so I'm like, and I was one of those things like, I'm like, you know, okay, whatever, you know, it is what it is. And then I'd watch, you know, comic comic book men or whatever was on after that oh yeah and so now it's it's one of those things like i probably will you know since i have you know a day off tomorrow i probably will watch some stuff like that hopefully like hopefully and not just watching practical jokers like i've been doing the past two weeks with time off um which is not a knock against the practical jokers it's just like when you're like hey you want to watch these things and yet you're like true tv okay uh brain shuts off yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. So you've been watching The Walking Dead, though, continuously. You haven't missed a season? Correct. I'm, okay. Oh, cool. I'm up to date on both the comic and the TV show. Oh, good. Yeah, I've purposely kept myself back in the comics just to kind of be surprised a little and with how each season goes. And then I catch up with the comics afterwards. And I actually, you know, it's not that I don't want to be spoiled so much of what could happen in the uh, television show, which definitely doesn't always stick to the story, uh, yeah. original story, of course, uh, as we all know. But um, but I almost now don't want to be spoiled in, for the comics by watching the show. Like, I, I think yeah. I enjoy the comics uh, in a different degree and level better than I watched. I enjoy the show. What I've liked with, with them so far is there's been enough of a enough of a difference between the two that yes yes that you get and i'm talking i'm even talking you know pre-negan like to where it's like i knew okay i knew a general outline of where things are going right and all that and i would talk to people i would post on facebook or i'd see people who post on there and i'd be like you know it's really cool how they use for example what was it like three seasons ago the episode where rick was you know basically just you know curled up uh, in this couch, on this yeah. couch in this house, they took that from two issues of the comics, and it was huh. great to see that the debuts of Michonne, of Rosita and Eugene and Abraham, Abraham. where yeah. it's like they literally like the, the Walking Dead show. The set designers, all these, the crew have this amazing ability to pull out Charlie Adler's art and make it real life. <laughs> yeah, so true. It is that is nice. That is it's, really it's nice. Like, with everything like with you know with how they're you know with how well you're they... making me like the walking dead again stop don't do that <laughs> and that's and that's what i've liked and so it's it's when i was like you know with seeing the hilltop and with seeing you know it's it's one of these things like i i yeah. now what i want is a audiobook companion of the comics Ooh. with all the actors reading their parts wow in there yeah so it, it wouldn't work with some of them because you know there there isn't no Merle in <laughs> in the comic. There isn't no Daryl in the comic and all that. But yet we would get Carrie Payton doing King Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I now 
he's he's one of those voices that when he when he's in the comic, I read it in his voice. Oh, oh yeah. Funny. You know, I get the, especially his King Ezekiel voice because he also for Uber nerds uh, who don't who don't realize this, he's also cyborg in Teen Titans Go. That just shows his range. He has because King Ezekiel, as he's uh, you've probably seen it on Talking Dead where they talked about it, um, where it's more, you know, he, he puts on the, the dramatic like he's doing Shakespeare. Yes, but yes. with cyborg, with cyborg, it is high. It is like this higher register that he's going to, where it's you know it's a lot of like this, booyah, and it's more excitable energies that he he pulls with that. And I'm like, this dude is great. Like I'm like, he is yeah, yeah, uh, and, yeah. It, uh, I I mean I'm actually there's a lot of great characters that have been added with this whole you know uh, Negan War, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, all out war. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I definitely, um, you know, that because there was like I, what I think one of the lowest points in The Walking Dead for me, which not for everyone. Uh, I know a lot of people loved it, but I really didn't like the whole governor in prison scenario, yeah. that just seemed to never go anywhere, mm-hmm. and was very. I felt very predictable all around, yeah. and uh, but now at least there's so many different. At first, it, it seemed like last season they were going everywhere like every week was a different group or community and um i didn't have any problem with that but i know a lot of people did you know that they wanted to see it progress like let's get to it let's start the fight you know and and those Um, people honestly it's those people that i tend to not listen to because it's one of these things like when you read the comic you realize that oh my god his name naked no no the the author kirkman yeah, Robert Kirkman. That's it. I don't. I blinked on it. I blinked. Uh, but with that Robert Kirkman, that he's he does these things in these vol in all the volumes. Like it's mm. you know it's for the first you know however many vo- volumes until they get to Alexandria and face Negan. So the first hundred issues, it is very much you know monster of the week sort of. Deal. Yeah. Hmm, like you know, each vo- each volume, I they're you know, they're they're fighting they're fighting you know one bad, mm-hmm. much like they're doing here where they're fighting in in each season they're fighting one big bad guy whether it be the governor or you know the uh the the terminus crew and stuff like that then what we get with last season is we get this you know this brave new world where we get all these people you know that they're realizing there's more than you know these people who were in atlanta and the surrounding georgia area because now, and for people who don't realize it, they're in the D.C. area. They're in the Washington, D.C. area. They're still filming in Georgia because, you know, tax breaks and all that stuff. But, you know, they're set in D.C. now. And so it's just one of these things that you see here. And it's, I've done this before. I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. From reading the comics, I know where their next step is at. And mm-hmm. it makes the logical sense. Because even you know, even like with looking at this past episode where they're fighting everyone. Oh yeah, and I have a feeling everyone shooting. It's everyone shooting everyone. This this fighting part is going to definitely last the entire season. Oh yeah, this season it's it's not going to be. If if people were complaining that there was too much backstory on or individual stories, now is you know now they're going to probably miss it. This is actually where I I tend to get a little bit worried because they're getting dangerously close to being current with the comics. Mm, yeah. Mm. Because if, if they do what I think they're going to do with All Out War, we're going to have, you know, for, you know, all out, the whole season is going to be All Out War. 
which is what it was in the comic books. It was actually the, it was right. actually 12 years or 12 issues, All Out War Part 1, All Out War Part 2. It's what comes after All Out War that is really cool. And really sweet. And I'm, I'm keeping it vague for you, Jackie, as to not. You know, you know, no, no, no. Actually, that's fine. I'm going to, um, yeah. probably going to go ahead and just check, <laughs> get through them now, after, yeah. now that you're talking about it. But, um, it's, well, they next start the Whisperer War. What that is in the comics, anyways, is a group of people that hide amongst the walkers. That's the interesting part because you you look at it like here they're fighting each other. They're they're clearly fighting, you know, other people, people that they can tell, okay, this guy is a person. But what do they do with people who are hiding amongst the walkers that are, you know, like you don't realize they're not they're not dead until they have stabbed you. Mm-hmm. That to yeah. me is going to be really interesting television. Let me try to put the monkey wrench in the whole thing. I read the comics up until Negan showed up. Uh-huh. And then just was like, fuck this, I'm done because I don't care about the characters anymore. I love <laughs> Ty and he was pushed back and it went into places that was, I love dark material, but it was depressing. <laughs> and when Negan showed up, I love me some Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I'm a supernatural fan. That's one part of his charm. But that episode when he showed up, it was so, so gore for gore's sake. Not yes. shocking. I, that was my number one complaint. Yeah. 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 I stopped there. And again, with the TV characters, because Ty wasn't there for a longer time, he bit the dust earlier. I didn't care about any of the main characters we had. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was like, and why should I even care going on from there if even the comics didn't help me to stay there? And yeah, they had introduced some new characters, but I was like, so so what? So I mean, the idea, why should I keep on going? Well, because you're after walking that, isn't it? But before, <laughs> it wasn't no. helping. I'm not going to be able to give you that answer, that's for yeah. sure. I'm, I'm struggling with it myself. I probably won't be able to myself. Because all I can say is you are reminding me of the beginning part of the letters page for issue 100, which is where you ended B. And it, Robert Kirkman said, this is a, this is an ending uh, or this is an ending point. You know, we reached a hundred issues. This is a, you know going to be an ending point for some people. This is going to be an yep. introduction for some people. Sure did. Mm-hmm. That's what's with Negan debuting in on the TV show. That's what it was, you know, with, the death of if you go from there the death of someone we don't know who you could look at it as you could look at it, honestly as yourself be as the death of the viewer because you know you you were going through abraham's point of view with that and then you know or that could be where some people jumped on you know as they jumped on there like oh my gosh just had this shocking moment and then they probably binged mm. like i did through the you know back hundred issues i'm using air quotes around that <clears throat> to get caught up honestly i don't know what it would do for you because i it's where i see this it's it's it, it's the same thing with other people who are watching gotham and like oh you should be watching gotham you love batman you should be watching it. it's like but when you see an art when i see an article that says they finally got jim gordon right and the show has been on for what four seasons four or five seasons now mm-hmm. that tells me they don't know what they're doing they're just using these characters and telling other stories, 
but with these characters that have no relation to the source material. They're just like, oh, well, we want to tell this story. And, uh, oh, we'll call this this one guy Jim Gordon. This guy's Bruce Wayne. They're going to recast Poison Ivy three times because why not? Yeah, I had heard that they did that. Um, I, I think I stopped watching around season two, not because I didn't have interest in it. I just, uh, I enjoyed it, um, but I, I I don't know, just other things or maybe something, it was up against something. I think it was up during against Better Call Saul for a while even. I don't know. Yes. So no, season three was, was was much better than the first two. They found their heading, oh, really? and it became a little bit better. And the penguin actor, what's his face? Oh, Robin uh, Royal Lord, Ro- Robin Lord Robin, Taylor, who was yeah. also in The Walking Dead. Just yes, he was. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He, he he kept it together. He he was one of the parts we had to say okay. And Morena Bakarin, his who's always a reason to watch anything she's in. <laughs> I know I'm I'm simple like that, but she's <laughs> no. a goddess. That's just uh, hey, it, it's it's okay. Commissioner Gordon would agree with you on that one. <laughs> but but it had parts, and I I stopped around season four because uh, there was so much other stuff to watch. I didn't have the reflex to say, "Oh, the new episode is out. I have to watch it." It was like I'll binge it sometimes, maybe a season or two, and if I even care, because yeah, it it isn't all that. But it had its first season made some things better. It, you know, it's just becoming so hard to watch these shows, as we said, that have so many episodes per season when they have things like Stranger Things coming out. I mean, I have to drop everything I'm doing and watch Stranger Things. Yeah, that's that's the other problem. Is like, you know, you got you got these th- you got these shows. You know, Stranger Things is a perfect example. I'm still a season behind on Voltron. I love Voltron, and I I still haven't seen any of season four. <laughs> and it's just like it's like but i want all there's all these things that i want to watch but yeah yeah it's like i i gotta have the job to pay for to pay for the <laughs> services that i then want i sometimes watch That's right. that. so true so true yeah um so yeah i mean paying for the phone to watch the stuff on and 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 when when there were shows coming out like stranger things that are only it was only nine episodes this time i believe there you know it's an easy thing you can get it done over the weekend and then when you catch up with people on monday you know what they're talking about or you don't have to like walk away to, to not get spoiled so it's like because everybody else is doing it and everyone goes through it and they watch it, it, it it's 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 kind of strange that like what what Netflix and those shows have done, at least for me, I think, because, yeah. you know, I see some films sometimes and I think, wow, I wish this was an eight part series on Netflix so I could enjoy <laughs> it longer. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's really terrible. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I know I talked around the issue, but um, so I said I was going to bring up The Walking Dead because and talk about the low ratings. How do you feel about this season so far? The first, I guess, are we into episode three? Yes, we, we're yes. the first three episodes. Um, I am enjoying it. I mean, they've done, this is where I get more into the technical side of things where I'm liking the stuff that okay. they're doing that, you know, like that Greg Nicotero is doing as the direct, as directing at least the first and the third episode. I don't know if he did directed the second, but you know, with some of the things that they're doing where they're paying, you know, the first episode where they paid a lot of homage to, uh, to Dawn of the dead, where there w- it was a lot more static shots. You know, the, actually I think the whole thing was static shots throughout the whole episode that where yet we're still getting, and we're still getting this great story. And I, I, I am loving the story. You know, I'm, I'm loving Negan 
just because, you know, I find myself in my head, like when people at work are pissing me off, I want to just, you know, do the really and do like the, the <laughs> Negan back, you know, hip thrust thing that he does. Yeah. Um, but I know that would look weird because I got a gut. <laughs> so it's like, why are you showing off your belly? I'm like, I'm Negan, bitch. <laughs> where's my pickle? Yeah, where's yeah. Lucille? Um, Lucille, right? Like honestly, I'm I'm still enjoying the season. I'm not helping the ratings in the fact that I don't watch it live. So Who I mean, cares? <laughs> well, I've only got it for the first two episodes. It, the second episode dropped twenty percent from the season premiere, which also had the show's lowest uh, lowest rating since season two which is pretty, that's pretty bad. But, you know, last year and the year before, it was it, it was always the highest rated show. You know, of course they've got to do bad, not have the ratings some years. Um, I don't know. It's, I do also think that it's ended. I think, I think, I think it's, t if they didn't do that crappy Fear the Walking Dead, I mean, I don't know that it's bad. But I only watched the first half season of Fear, and I couldn't. I, I just couldn't bring myself to watch any more of it, and it's really sad because I was really looking forward to a spinoff of The Walking Dead and ending this story with Rick and all these people. But yeah, to be fair, I thought they had good actors. Yeah, it wasn't their fault. It wasn't the portrayal. It was. It's not much there to tell. That's the thing, maybe that that you follow this group of people and the walking dead is what brought it together but there's much not much to expand on maybe it's yeah. just not, nothing well, there, it, really. this is there this is what i think I, I think a lot of it might have to do with some of the other things that were on so you look at the premiere episode and you had the wwe pay-per-view which was the return of kurt angle um, which you know was big, which was big for a lot of there's and there is crossover there because hey, I'm I have one of those no crossover. idea what you're saying. Um, basically, basically, a dude who hasn't wrestled for uh, oh, okay. for eleven years in okay. in, in this it, for this company, coming back, you know, surprise entrant and all that stuff. So everyone's like, okay, boom, got to go there. Then you also have you know the World Series for Game Five, and. Um, you know, it's just like, you know, all these things, you know, Sunday night football and all this that they're having to compete with. So it's sort of like, okay, yeah, it's sort of going to happen. I don't think that people sh should be worried quite yet. No. Because, I mean, it's, I'm I'm pretty sure the, you know, the the ratings plus seven are still, you know, pretty good for the show. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's doing yeah. wonders for AMC. So there's no way they're going to drop it, and there's no way they will, they'll drop it right now until they've really kicked off their own streaming service. Um, this is the drop off explained by the fact that uh, you wanted to see who bit the dust with Negan. That was the reason everybody chimed in for their first episode, and then the drop off makes sense to me somehow. That well, that was but that was last year. Yeah, but. Each season, they say the first episode was good, and then the following was bad. That repeated that story. That wasn't the first time that we heard yeah. that. No, I mean it's, it's, it's honestly, it's just one of these things. Like I think you know, it, you can't be expecting. Like I, I remember this, this hearing articles like this when American Idol was you know big and popular, uh -huh. where everyone's like, oh, like like they're getting monster ratings. You know, they're the highest rated show. You can't really have growth because you know for a lot of things it's like a pyramid scheme you know at some point you're going to have you're going to have where the things stagnate because 
you can't add new people because everyone's already doing it mm-hmm. or you know they're going to end up dropping off to then possibly come back or they'll be like uh, we, uh it's it's ran its course yeah well i don't know i expect there'll still be two three more seasons oh yeah, yeah. so i don't know probably even longer than that as long as it doesn't last longer than the korean war okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so yeah i don't know i like i said i i did do a podcast on it for a couple of years uh since 2014 i think and um off and on with, def- with five or six different co-hosts it was just um you know ma- actually I enjoyed what i enjoyed the most was making fun of the show with other people oh yeah uh, and uh but i I, i've it hasn't been so much fun lately or just talking about it in general but but now i still watch the show and i'm really surprised i thought as soon as i stopped doing the podcast i'd stop watching the show but for some reason i can't i have to check in and see what happens to daryl or carl you know (laughs) i don't i don't carl get over here (laughs) that was the biggest change we all hated carl at the beginning didn't we yeah. For the longest time, he was the most annoying kid ever. I I didn't, but at the same, but it was like I'm very oh, forgiving wait. of that, those type of characters. And then he became badass, Carl, and things changed. In the comics, he was similar, yeah, the same yeah. effect. And yeah. his relationship with Negan was something else. Yeah, yeah, that that was different. But yeah, yeah, no, I I mean, Carl's okay. Um. Oh, oh! In this last episode, I guess in particular, one of the things I, they they talked about it in Talking Dead later was the fight scene between Jesus and Morgan, which I thought was yeah. really good, well done. Um, and it made me and I don't like fighting. I don't like shows where people stab each other. I don't like zombies. I don't. I don't know. I mean, but obviously I do. Obviously I do because I watch the show. But I really enjoyed that fight scene. Like I don't know. You know- you know, uh, about it to know why, but I did. To add something here, I have a, 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 there's a guy I do a podcast with that he says he doesn't like horror movies and he mainly watches them for his wife. He, he also hosts a horror themed podcast. So, <laughs> well, um, they're trending I, I, these I, days. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would, I would almost want to say that both of you prote- doth protest too much. I know, right? That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. You, you hit it right on the nose. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> Absolutely. So, B, is there any uh, anything that you want to share or do I get to do a segue into mine? I just want to say to people that we didn't talk about Star Trek Discovery yet because we don't do much sci-fi here. I'm the only one that is really into it of our little group. Well, okay, okay, Han, re- rephrase that, because I will talk sci-fi, but I am not watching Star Trek Discovery. I'll watch it. Yeah. And I'll watch it, and I'll come back next week, and then you and I will talk about a beat. Oh, amazing. And we're going to do a roundtable. We planned a run- doing a roundtable of the show from the network so that we get uh, wait for the mid-season break. And then we're going to cover what we had there with people that are into it and people like me that aren't. Awesome. And there will be a comparison to the Orville, so get prepared for that as well. Oh, I love the Orville. The Orville, I am loving. I am all over that. It's getting better and better about both. Well, you should get Tom Merritt on. Yes, every day of the (laughs) week. If that's an option, we'll do that. And just saying that it has something for everybody. And it became much better recently because McFarlane wasn't as present as in the other episodes they became a serious star trek show 
and discovery is serious too, but it's serious bullshit. But uh, yes, yeah. a topic we'll get to into the roundtable show. Just a small tease that will come up. On the so can I? Can I um, just point out here that when I, I read that, I thought you were joking because I thought you were saying an STD roundtable tease, not Star Trek Discovery, but like... <laughs> Would you prefer calling it disco? Well, no, it was just more like my brain. I'm like, wait, what? Is he is he joking with me? And I'm like, is there something like, oh, okay. I won't okay. call it anything else. It is an STD. all right but yeah so be be on the lookout for that mine is actually well it is fitting because you know we could talk doom and gloom and actually i believe it was the director of the movie that i had seen that said you know why yeah because you know the times we're in are so you know we're laughing all the time that we can just have serious movies going on over and over again i'm of course talking about thor ragnarok um i don't know jackie have you seen it I almost went this morning to watch it, the first show, yeah. in anticipation of the show tonight. But I didn't know <laughs> what you guys wanted to, you know. Damn it. Anyways, no. I oh no, you you are perfectly fine. You are perfectly fine. I'm gonna. I um, would have gone to see it just for the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that, but I I will say this because I saw it yesterday because I was like, you know, I'm gonna go see this and. Boy, I do not regret this at all. I'm uh, first off. I will point out. Uh, I will preface this by saying I'm a big Taika Waititi fan. You know, since you know he did, he he hasn't done a lot of stuff here in America, or that's made it here in America. But he's done uh, actually uh, one you can watch on Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon Prime. What we do in the shadows. That is a mockumentary about vampires in New Zealand. Nice. It stars him and uh, Jermaine Clement from Fly of the Concords. Mm. You know, it's got Reese Darby, and there's a whole bunch of other people that are in there. I have not um, heard of this. No, go ahead. They're talking uh, about doing an American version of it as well. Just yes, they're they're talking about doing Amer- an American version of this. They've they've talked about doing a a version that follows the werewolves in this universe called Weir Wolves. Um, there's like they've been talking about doing all these <laughs> other things. He's also done a more serious movie called. Uh, the Hunt for Wilder People, which <laughs> stars Sam Neill and um, Sorry. yeah, it, no, no, it's it's a great it's you laugh because I at first because I hadn't heard it like with the whole like Wilder Beast Wilder People thing because they actually talk about that in the in the movie, so I thought it was the Hunt for Wilder People <laughs> um, until I, I'm like, oh, that's why they're saying Wilder, okay, but um, but no, both those movies are really great and they're they're really low budget with how with with what you see for these movies with how little of a budget that they had it's amazing that he you know that they got that they did what they're able to do this is taika waititi with a huge budget with marvel money doing this and good lord this movie is awesome um one of the things that i will point out right away that stuck out to me is the music the they have now this is nowhere near Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's all you know it's all like, I think what, 80, 90 percent songs from the seventies, eighties, nineties, um stuff like that. They use the song that goes no nah, nah. that song. That's the only yeah. song that they use. <laughs> that's Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I I can't think of the name of the song and I couldn't well think done. of the band. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and I don't have a great singing voice. So, <laughs> no, um, I got it right away. Yeah. And uh, just to be completist, it's the migrant song. Yes, that's it. That's right. Sorry. But they use that in, in the movie. And then everything else is done by Mark Mothersbaugh. So it's like the, Shrek for three then. No, no. Oh, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> they use up. the same track there. No, it was a great moment. <laughs> yeah, they use, but they use, they use the immigrant song in the beginning and then they use it a little bit at the end. But then in the middle, it's, have you ever seen, oh God, what's the name of that movie? Oh God, Corey talked about it like two years ago. Oh, it's the Mad Max type movie, but with bicycles and stuff. Whoa. Oh God, what was it? With name? bicycles. Oh. Yeah, it's a Canadian one, but it's got this similar, you know, like soundtrack to that movie. And I, I was I was watching throughout the movie. I'm like, why does the soundtrack sound so great? Like I'm loving it. And I saw Mark Mothersbaugh. I'm like, oh, that's why. For those of you guys who do not know who Mark Mothersbaugh is, he is one of the founding members of Devo, and he is the guy who did, um, at least for my childhood, did uh, the music for uh, Rugrats on uh, Nickelodeon. You know, wow, from, I didn't know that. Yeah, the guys who did Devo, because I think it was like him and a couple other people. Uh, actually, I think it's him and his brother did the music for Rugrats. Hmm. But I like I like Devo. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's it's got this. There, there's humor throughout the whole thing, and it's great with how they do it because it it's in Taika Waititi's style. He has he has a dry, a little bit drier sense of humor than most people. You, you you will start to see people in there that are that have uncredited cameos. Oh, he like, also sorry as a side, he also composed music for um, the Pee Wee's Pee Wee's Playhouse. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Mark Mark Motherbaugh <laughs> has done a lot. That to me is a claim to fame. Yes, but you have Turbo Kid. That was the name of the movie I was trying to think of from 2015. That it has a similar soundtrack because Corey was talking about that and how he loved it and all that. But anyways. To go oh, back here. Oh my gosh! And the Wes Anderson films, Bottle Rocket, Rush, Rushmore, Royal Ten Bombs. Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So you're. You have this. <laughs> I need to stop reading and listening and, and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and listen to you instead. Sorry. Go. This is a here's, bad here's, podcast. Here's, guest. here's here's the hook. <laughs> Matt Damon's in it. <laughs> in an uncredited role, he plays Loki, in the in a play. And then the the best part is is I I recognize two out of the three because they do this play thing to close up the loop of where's Odin because we're all like oh well you know Loki's been hiding as as Odin and all that stuff and he's been doing all these things to get you know just to glorify his ego and he does this play of it's like like the tragedy of Loki or something like that where they have actors playing Thor and Loki and Odin. And I realized because well, one, you know, he's clean shaven and stuff. I'm like, wait, is, I'm like, that's Matt Damon. They got Matt Damon to play a bit character how, in this how movie. You, how do you like them apples? Yeah, that, it was great. I loved it. And then Odin came out, and I'm like, that's Sam Neill. Like, but that one, I'm like, that one was more like not, not the oh, he got to do a bit character. Like, that's one of Taika's friends coming in for the day. And I, I was talking with one of my friends at work, and we were trying to figure out who played actor thor chris hemsworth's brother liam's Hem liam hemsworth okay and i'm like that's why i couldn't picture like i knew who it was but i couldn't put my finger on it i'm like wait he looks like oh it's it's his little brother that's why <laughs> but you go through they do 
they do brilliant in here. Now, I will point out there is actually a little bit of controversy with the movie, and that is with one of the characters who did that character sexually harass somebody? No, 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 no. It's nothing in that back, way. It back is, in the eighties. <laughs> no, it's in the the rights of the character. So one of the actors in here who is in a lot of Taika Waititi's stuff, she plays a character named Topaz. Mm-hmm. The problem with this character is to get into the you know Corey side of things. Topaz is not owned by solely by Marvel. Topaz was in a an imprint com well not an imprint it was in another comic book publisher that was more like image where it was creator owned so and the rights still work to where since they used her in this movie they owe money to the creators of the topaz character in theory i saw the article about that and i was just like wait that is an interesting way to look at this and that could that could bring problems that's angela kind of weird if you're into image a little bit the game and story yeah that's that goes too deep yeah a little bit you're not far off with that what i would say with that is a little bit but it's more like if angela was created by both neil gaiman and uh todd mcfron correct just neil gaiman just neil it, gaiman it was in spawn but uh yeah there was some records between who has rights because and how and why yeah it would sort of be like if every time marvel used angela or, or actually no Every time that Todd McFarlane used Angela in Spawn, he owed Neil Gaiman money. That's sort of the situation we have here with with the whole Topaz thing. But it was just one of these that I was like, you know, that's actually really interesting to see and to you know, you know, to, to think about. That it's sort of like, wait, what, what's going on here? But overall, honestly, overall, I love this movie. The Stan Lee cameo is great. It's right there in the middle of the movie, so you're not sitting there worried like. Well, where's Stan Lee? This is honestly, in my opinion, this is one of the first Marvel comic book movies where you get a lot of the Easter eggs are, or like there's some of the Easter eggs that you you will you will get if you pick up. But it, you have this brilliant part of you know Doctor Strange is in here, you know, and he's he's building and it's it ties in with the ending, the one the one bonus scene from uh, Doctor Strange and all mm-hmm. that. So you're sort of getting the what you'd see in comic books where they're talking about something and they go asterisk as seen in Doctor yeah, right. Strange issue number mm-hmm. 125 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just, yeah, it's it's a really cool movie. I, you know, if you love any of the things, uh, any of the Marvel stuff, go see it. If you love Taika Waititi's stuff that he's done, go see this. It is so good. And it's, you know, I mean, there's they're sticking true to to the character. And, you know, I mean, there's not, not much more I can say. I'm just going cool. around in circles now. No, it's good to hear that you, you thought so much of it. I, I've been hearing only good things about it, so I kind of regret not making it out there this morning. The popular question, I also heard it was one of the darkest Marvel movies at the same time. Is there some merit to that? Yeah, because it's... So, for me, a lot of the darkness comes with the whole Banner-Hulk relationship. And even even with Ragnarok. Um, because for those of you guys who do not know what Ragnarok is in Norse mythology, this is the time when you know, you know is over, you know all this stuff, you know, basically you know Asgard is destroyed, sort of deal. So that's what they're facing here in the comics, and you have this really touching moment. I wouldn't necessarily say it's dark, but you know, with Odin passing the torch of sorts. But I mean, it's 
it is such a great movie to you know to have you know where where you can it can be both serious and dark but yet be funny at the same time but so the other part i will say is because they, they you know i watched the trailers and i was telling myself okay if i see you know if i even hear the burn for star wars i'm just gonna like close my eyes and you know plug my ears because i want to go into star wars blind let thankfully i didn't hear any i didn't see any of that but the trailers i saw were amazing the justice league trailer i'm wanting it to be three weeks from now to where the justice league comes out because the trailers have been slowly building to where it's like where i don't think i've seen too much of the movie but yet it's i'm sold on the movie now they showed a trailer i think it was one of the first full-length trailers for black panther good god that movie looks great i do not think that black panther is going to be the the weak link in the chain for this for these movies power to the people um, yeah i mean it is <laughs> they're doing marvel's doing these great little things to hint at the the comics and what they're doing now so much so that when black panther comes out i sort of want to see a special thanks to Tanahasi coates who is the black panther writer in the comic books right now there's a line in thor ragnarok that bruce banner gives of he felt like there's two years that have passed between civil war and ragnarok and they explain you know what what thor had been doing and all that and then they get to banner's side because you know how did the hulk end up on sakar you know this bet that, uh you know for the contest of champions with the grandmaster and all that stuff and he then realizes once you know that he's been the hulk for two years straight he's never done that as he put it both of them are driving the car at the same time mm. you know they're fighting over control of the car well this time it was like hulk is driving the car he's locked in the trunk sort of deal mm. that's a, that's an analogy that they've used in the comics right now that greg pack has used in the comics right now with another character who is who is the hulk and it's those little things that i'm like Ooh, that's so great. That's so touching in general. But then, you know, you're adding this other little layer here, too. But yeah, yeah so that's right I that uh, Taito Wakiki is supposed to do the Akira Life action movie yep. for Warner Brothers. So I'm interested in that because that's another direction going because there's much seriousness to it. Yeah, it's he, he can do serious stuff when he does strike the great, a great balance, you know, with, you know, his comedy and his humor things that he has done but yeah i mean this you know thor ragnarok is his biggest movie you know movie budget to date that he has done so i mean that's marvel's smart smart taking people that do comedy right because comedy is fucking hard so if yeah. somebody can pull off good comedy they're good directors mm -hmm. or good uh, storytellers in general so marvel does know what they do they, they do it so well Oh, yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to be a good storyteller first for writing comedy. I never have the self-esteem enough to think that anything uh, that I write is funny to anyone else. But so. But yeah, I mean, go check it out. I mean, honest, honestly, go check awesome. it out. It's in the theater. Yeah, I highly, highly recommend it. And also, he voices Korg. So the other thing that, cause, that I noticed with his, and this is just last little aside thing, with his previous two movies that I'd seen, he always has, as one of his mainstays, is uh, the, the actress Rachel House, who I was talking about, who plays uh, Topaz, but also has Reese Darby. For a second, I'm like, there was this one split second where I'm like, Taika voices Korg in here, one of the characters. Just great comedic relief character. Oh, hey, this is my friend Doug. 
you know, sort of deal, you know, in my horrible New Zealand accent. <laughs> but he's always talking about this guy named Doug who faced the champion before. And like, and then he goes, well, oh, how do you do? Oh, Doug died. <laughs> and, and stuff like that. There's a split second. I'm like, wait, is that Reese Darby? Like, they had such similar voices where I'm like, I, I think it might it might have just been like, oh, I can't, I can't say this line. Can you say this here, Reese? Really quick. But no, it, honestly, great movie. Go watch it. And yeah. Super. Super. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm also looking forward to Justice, Justice League, too. So I'll probably yeah. see that uh, within a week. I don't really go to films uh, the, the, day, the day they come out or the day, the weekend of, like, particularly since my work allows me to go do things whenever I want. I always try to go, like, in a matinee first showing early as possible so there's nobody else there but yeah i th- i think i might start trying to do that now because the last movie i saw in the theaters was baby driver and oh yeah that one i had and i wish i i went with other people who want to go to the movies with me so i can then do the whole you know like i'm talking to them but really i'm talking to the people behind me where i can just go you know it'd be really nice if i can hear this movie instead of the people <laughs> who are behind me talking god and then Effing millennials, man. Yeah, and then, well, hey, I'm okay. First, I am a millennial technically, but you're you're not far off. Um, the other part in Thor Ragnarok, we're in the climax, third act, and dude, front of me, fucking pulls up his phone, pulls up Facebook. And I want to be like, and I didn't have popcorn, so I didn't have any ammunition to throw at him. I'm like, I'd be like, I, I was he, he was on it long enough where I was I was thinking, okay, oh. I'm gonna just stand up and go turn on, be like. And just get real close into his ear and just go, are you enjoying the movie or Facebook? Was yeah. Was that guy Mark Ruffalo? Because he had his oh. phone on and people had to tell him that to turn it off. So <laughs> really? you have to be. I wish it was yeah. Mark Ruffalo. I, yeah. I understand because, you know, my, you know, I, I wear a smartwatch and I, you know, I was, I was scratching my head. So I was always conscious, you know, like that, like, oh, they're like, oh, like people behind me, like he's showing us what time it is and stuff like that. When, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I, it's never. I'm like, there's a difference between, you know, you turn on the phone, check doing the time. That, yeah, no, it's terrible. Yeah, checking the I, time versus scrolling through, watching a video that's muted. Yeah. Difference. That's the difference. That's where I wanted to be like, again, just go around and just be like, and, and, then, and then pray he doesn't punch me in the face because I'm like, I'd be yeah. like, I'd be like, right here, right in his ears, be like, are you enjoying your movie? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I used to be a um a projectionist uh for a long time um you know in college and uh and so I built a lot of prints and would screen them and that's how I watched everything and uh if I if I, if there was a film that was playing across town that wasn't playing in my theater the projection we were all friends with the other projectionists and so we would all come and watch whatever film you know and so it would be you know two o'clock in the morning on a thursday night the night before it came out and so that really spoiled me in theater watching because i i either want to sit in that theater by myself or just know that the only other people in there are people who respect film and like know how to behave or not behave depending on the film yeah Yeah. so i mean it's again i go back to it there is a time and place for it you know if this was I mean, if this is his, you know, and I hope Rocky, he's Rocky Horror Picture Show, yeah. you know, go go crazy. Yeah, but it's like when you're in climactic action scene, and all I'm seeing, and granted, his, thankfully, his phone wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, full bright, it was a dim screen, but it was just enough to where, what, where I was sitting, because I was sitting not, in, you know, directly behind him, but, you know, he was like over here, 
I'm like, I could see that. And it's just like, I wanted, I'm like, I was thinking like, who around me has popcorn? And I was like, everyone's a popcorn. And just, you know, yeah. Where the dude, and then, and then they were standing up and they were talking during the credits, which I'm like, all right, fine. You know, I had, that's me having to get to allow that, you know, Mm. because, you know, we're waiting for the other end credit scene and they're sitting there talking, but they're standing over here and I'm like, I've, I, there's probably wants to be given like, did you did you enjoy your Facebook session when you were watching the movie, asshole? But but then then the the Canadian polite side of me comes out and just I'm like I I have to squash. The, it would have been really it would have been really good if you could have could have picked up on any of the content from his Facebook and then talked to him about that later. You know, like that's really oh, terrible. Oh, I could have. I mean, like, <laughs> oh, so so did you see this video of a of a white cat? You know, yeah. just standing there doing absolutely nothing because it's a fucking cat. You should have gone to him, taken the phone, and do beauty smartphone. Great <laughs> <laughs> oh, smash. There you go. Hulk smash phone. I <laughs> oh, shut up. Oh, that would have been perfect. Because Hulk great. was on the screen at the same time. Oh, God damn it, beat! Why don't you live in America? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's no, sorry. Lucky, lucky him <laughs> that he doesn't. But the third part yeah. of taking stuff that is owned by others, Hulk being owned by Universal, is another a third story that is in there that. That movie has so many things that are oddities. If you think about it in the industry, that kind of amazing that it comes well, together those, in a such good way. How how much does does Universal have on the Hulk though? Because from what I understood, it was, and this does sort of lead to our elsewhere's. But how much? Because from what I understood from the whole the whole you know universal owns rights to the hulk to the hulk i thought that was you know like they're like since he's being used in other films it's not a hulk film it's you know he's in the avengers and avengers 2 and civil and you know it's kind of like spider-man homecoming and kind of not the galaxy far far away feels closer now than ever before and your guides through this galaxy are ready to help I'm Zach Hagenbusher, one half of the new Jedi Archives podcast with Ben Schultz. Join us every other Tuesday for our experiences with the Star Wars saga from the core films that we know and love, well, you know, some of them, to the annals of history and the works that shaped Star Wars into what we know it as today. Just jump in wherever you'd like. Download an episode of the new Jedi Archives today. But that leads us greatly into the Elseworlds. And this is 21st Century Fox has been holding secret meetings to sell most of itself to Disney. Now, for to let that sink in, on our side, as the as the nerds that we are, this would mean that they would get the Alien franchise, Avatar, the die. Oh, oh, god, D- Disney with Die Hard. That'd be oh, that'd be weird. The mutants the, in general. Yeah, yeah, the mutants in general. So you know, you, they're getting the X Men franchise. They're getting Deadpool. They're getting, you know, all that stuff. They're getting the rights for the physical media of Star Wars, the first six movies. Uh, it's all going to be on Disney now. They're getting the that and the digital rights for Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. The, the rights are because series. Episode Four is entirely owned by Fox. Yes, Episode Four is entirely- and the other yeah. movies are up until May 2020. In Fox's hand, distribution, theatrical, non-theatrical, and uh, any other way. Yes. 
So it's one of these things that you look at this, that's a lot of things that could possibly, if this becomes true, going back to the House of Mouse. Mm. Including the Simpsons. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. The, the Wait, Fox... would, it, would it include the Simpsons, though? Everything that's entertainment on the Fox side. Okay. Yeah, that'd be, that would be interesting. Wow. But, know, Jack, that would be Jackie, what do, you, yeah, what do you think about this? Because it's it wouldn't affect the, the local Fox, you know, it's like, you know, your Fox affiliates or anything right. like that. Right. Or even Fox Sports uh, Network. But it would, I, from what I understand, it would affect FX, I think. Yeah, it's included in the package. Yeah. Yeah, isn't uh, Louis on FX? Or yeah, so FX? Legion? Le- yeah. yeah, Legion's the other one. That American would, Horror Story? Yeah, so it, it, you know, you're getting both the, you're getting the Fox's digital or cable side of things, which is FX and FXX and FX, uh, FXM. If they do a sequel to The Boss, the boss Baby? <laughs> oh, jeez. National <laughs> Geographic 2. By the way, Night at the Museum. Actually, there were yes. several sequels to that. And it made a ton of money. So if they own that, <laughs> Disney will be all over that. Disney could, now that they'll have Planet of the Apes, they can make a whole planet of just apes that you can, they can charge a lot of admission to. So <laughs> Independence Day, they can destroy the planet once over and destroy all our minds, uh, what's left yeah. of it. Look at so Avatar. Here's... So beat, beat actually pulled up from the uh, CNBC article here talking about the deal, and it, it's giving us four, you know, four Fox, four Disney, and one of the things four Fox because people are like, well, why would they do this? Uh, it's a the the willingness to engage in in sales talks with Disney stems from a growing belief among its senior management that that scale in media is of eminent importance, and there is not a path to gain that scale in entertainment through acquisition. The company said to believe that. A more tightly focused group of properties around news and sports could compete more effectively in the current marketplace. For Disney, we've sort of hit on it. The opportunity to take control of another movie studio and significant TV production assets as it readies to a direct-to-consumer entertainment streaming offering. The big part with this, honestly, though, is the fact that this would be, I believe the Hulk would be the only property that Marvel doesn't solely own. Well, there's uh, the with Spider-Man. the asterisk of Spider-Man. Yeah, but I mean that one that that deal. Here, here's the difference between the Hulk and the like Hulk to do a Hulk solo movie that would all be universal with Marvel putting in there. You know, whatever. From how I understand the deal, but with Spider-Man, it's still like a they're sharing their toys thing. Daredevil. Daredevil is at, is at Disney. It's at Fox. It's at Disney. The movie. They have oh, the rights to that. That's another thing. Netflix and Marvel. But many people also thought because they do movies anywhere and will take away the movies from Netflix that will impact the Netflix Marvel shows. That's not mm-hmm. how I understand it. It's Netflix's deal and Disney would be stupid to not make them let print money make good stuff. But it doesn't mean that these shows will go away. It's just the movies so far. Yeah. And it's to where I honestly I look at this as a which I, I find funny that the Wikipedia part doesn't have the uh, the Fantastic Four in these subcategories for 20th Century Fox uh, franchises because everybody tries to erase it from their minds. That's, <laughs> that's for you. No, there's also the Maze Runners missing there and the other franchises. I don't know what Wikipedia is up to or not, but one of the things is also the Kingsman from Miller. <laughs> Yeah, another from thing Mar- that is blowing up. Which I mean would be because I 
Well, oh wait, where I don't think Kingsman did go. I think Kingsman was it was published through Image, wasn't it? <laughs> but no, I mean honestly, I look at this and I think this is great. I think this is if this happens, they both I believe they both have cited the use of the fact that you know Netflix and Amazon are scaring them. Mm-hmm. In, in a matter of speaking. And others, YouTube, Facebook as well. So they were really realistic about the outcome of the next years. Yeah, to where that's, you know, that I feel like is a big, you know, it, that's pretty big right there. You know, for that, for because I mean, you know, I mean, if, if you would have said, you know, 10 years ago that, you know, a shipping company, you know, a, a, an online retailer is going to be producing right. content that's going to scare Fox and Disney and you know all these other big movie production companies I would have told you you're fucking crazy yeah or even like Netflix <laughs> yeah they're too sneaky like Bruce Banner don't make him angry because they smash everything every competition there to set their foot in <laughs> true true um, the other thing is in the house of mouse we had previously the Myromax studio that made pop fiction mm-hmm. yeah uh, train silent bob all, it was all the, the material so there's popular indie art film production oh. company for a little while yeah from the asshole that we don't talk about anymore <laughs> so there's a precedent that they can acquire stuff and let it be they did it with pixar but pixar is so fitting that doesn't change anything in their prospect but when you start thinking about mutants x-men legion New Mutants, Deadpool. Can you imagine these movies having any chance in the Disney world to exist, uh, to be made, or Logan? That's another good example. If it's under the umbrella of Marvel, Disney Marvel, or artists smart enough to make it a different thing, do you want even the mixture of having the X-Men universe in, brought into the Marvel universe Disney has currently? Because it's the That's... overload. That's sort of where I applaud what DC is doing with their films, where they're talking about. No, no, hold on, what? No, but but hold on. Where I, I'm not talking about quality. You look at, <laughs> you, you look at like Fantastic Four, yeah. That's cool. no, you. You look at, for example, Shazam. Is that going to be straight through Warner Brothers? No, it's going through New Line. You know where they have they have all these other production companies that are underneath them. To where it could go, okay, you're, you're going, oh, okay, that's going to be over here. To where it, you're, you sort of, it would be like if with them doing this, if they then said, okay, we have these different properties, like like you do just for oversimplification, anything that is space related will be under the Lucasfilm brand. To where you see, no, this sort of wouldn't work in this situation, but, you know, so you see, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy or Thor Ragnarok. Or, you know, maybe even Avengers Infinity War will all have the Lucasfilm banner head above it. Still have Marvel Studios, but then have Lucasfilm. And then you go, so for the, you know, down to earth, you know, the on earth things, you know, it might be this. If it's if it's animated, it might be Disney. If it's computer animated, it might be Pixar. You know, you get more of those separations here. And it would sort of tell people what type of movie they're going to be getting into. Hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's sort of because they sort of, in a way, have already practiced this. Mm-hmm. Big Hero Six is a Marvel movie. It doesn't have the, you know, the flipping opening cinematic, but it's based off of a Marvel property. Do you expect Bay showing up in the Guardians of the Galaxy or in the Avengers movie? I mean, 
you think the people, the ordinary people, uh, not being demeaning to them, going into a Marvel movie, not thinking that should be related? That it's if the Avengers are in trouble, why not call the X-Men? Why is Deadpool making jokes about uh, X-Men and other properties of Marvel, but he's included in? You think Disney wants to, or Marvel, break that up in different segments? I, th I don't think Marvel would. I think Disney would. Because, because Lucasfilm, as you said, is I have no idea. Sounds good. But then think about Kathleen Kennedy and her impact on the whole thing. True. But I was I was only using that as an example. So they would probably break it up into, you know, with Fox, split that up into other, you know, sub companies, you know, rename it a la the Google's now alphabet thing to where, you know, it's still the same company, but they just changed their top name, their overarching thing. And then they renamed all these other little sub companies to prevent that it's going to be broken up by the EU. That's another case. Yeah, that's that's besides the point. <laughs> you're, you're, you're getting into the why they did it, trying to hide their money and all that all that fun stuff. I'm looking at it more as how, you know, they're, you know, how DC is doing their stuff where it's not all from Warner Brothers. It's, you know, they're using New Line and I believe Legendary for some of their other films that wouldn't be the straight cookie cutter superhero movies that they've been trying to do mm -hmm. and all that. So it's one of these things like if you have a more experimental character from the Marvel Universe and I'm, I'm going to include the X-Men in here, so I'm going to include, you know, Deadpool. Because where it's he, he wouldn't necessarily be experimental because you know it's proven when you look at his movie to bring him in with the other ones. Yes, it would be a little bit more riskier. I feel like it would be with Deadpool. It would be funnier because you know you still have him. You know you could still have him break the fourth wall and stuff, but it's just he then gets censored and stuff like that. So he's like, wait, wait why am I getting censored and all that? And then you're just like, what do you? You focus, you know, you get you get Peter Quill going, will you focus, which is ironic right there. Yeah, but the, the Gambit and other characters, you think Disney will launch them as Foxwood because they are getting into risk more than Disney ever would? As solo projects, probably not. In to, but to bring them in with... The X-23 movie, the Laura movie we talked last week about? Yeah, with other X-Men movies, you know, getting away from the... Gene Gray, Scott Summers, Wolverine, you know, Beast, uh, X-Men, and getting into some of the other X-Men that have, you know, graced the halls of Xavier's school for the gifted youngsters. I think you could have something there. You could get, you know, you could bring in, you know, the the magics of the Marvel or of the X-Men universe and all this and be successful and then, you know, and keep Channing Tatum as as Gambit. And then if it really takes off, then do your Gambit movie that you're that he's been wanting to do for, you know, however long he's been wanting to do it. Jackie mentioned earlier also indie movies. Fox had a sublabel the Fox Searchlight. Spotlight? Searchlight. Mm -hmm. Yep. Things like that. I worry more about to be honest. That's the things that we could lose some. Yes. Yeah. Plain old movie, movie, not comic book movie, not tenth pole movie, not upper mega movies. Just a straight up movie. There's now, occasional independent films that someone catches at a at a at a film festival somewhere that they want to promote into those big companies like that follow under that umbrella of big no. major studio independent art films. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be yeah, that'll definitely. But even be with that, even with that though, I don't, I don't find it. I, I'm not that worried about it because it's they they leave Fox Searchlight alone. 
or they call it, you know, they, they, they just call it searchlight or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and it's, it's kept the same it's, way that it is where it's yeah. independent. Will they keep it that's, or just shove it? No, that's, that would be, cause that, if, Does if it this makes sense for Disney to have such a small label that makes so small box movies, because Disney doesn't do that. That's, into big Dis, movie. that's, that's Disney competing with Amazon on that movie front. I'm including my favorite movie of the year, the mm. big stick in that that would have been if that wasn't an amazon studios project that would probably would have been a fox searchlight project but amazon you know, itself that, wants to be the next hbo the next big movie yeah. studio so that's also mm -hmm. a contradiction to that what you just said <laughs> but they're wanting to do be a big tv studio with that the movies are certain they want to be that. everything to everyone but yeah yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah let's be honest they're, they like jackie's saying they're wanting to be everything to everyone and all, which is true but i look at this and i go like the fox search like that's going to compete more with netflix or not netflix with amazon because amazon hasn't really produced a big budget movie they've all been you know a you know if you look at manchester by the sea that's a that's a that's a drama right there that is a independent drama you know that had you know the right producers behind it with matt damon and mm -hmm. all the other people at, at amazon and stuff like that and you look at this KCF like it, it, yeah with in case of like you look at the big sick there it wasn't published or it wasn't publicized as from the guy from you know from the starting the guy from uh silicon valley and all the little bit parts on portlandia it was billed as from the producer of knocked up and the 40 year old virgin and stuff like that mm. you know it was billed as being a production from judd apatow Mm -hmm. you know, not even from the director from michael showalter you know it was be it was built they build it as a project a project from judd apatow that to me doesn't scream big budget tentpole you know that screams indie you know because you see that a lot of times you know where these producers like quentin tarantino will produce this indie you know action movie or something like that another minor max prodigy yeah no but yeah. would you say then then Disney would make such movies to compete with Amazon on the award-only reason for grounds. Oh yeah, Disney definitely. going out for their awards as if they need some because Pixar and other houses don't deliver them yearly. I'm, I'm just not okay. Amazon but, is there, but, but then you can hand it all to Amazon. It's like book bookstores and everything. Say okay, give out. Let Amazon do it. And then they they are the only ones, the only operators of that uh, thing. I worry about a homogenization of the whole industry in a way that we get big pretty movies but it's all calculated How many times i already feel like it, it that's already the case so it's it's nothing surprises me anymore nothing concerns me uh when it comes to hollywood entertainment unfortunately but how many times has and i'm, I'm on wikipedia to find this has pixar been nominated and or one best picture every time except the good dinosaur what was no 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 best picture not best animation oh, picture. i hear you best picture that's the thing that's the thing where i'm getting at with with the academy awards part well the academy that's a thing for itself because they have categories they made but so they get oscars to things like animation they have their own Part, uh, segment so they don't have to have that discussion with real actors saying okay i'm sorry leonardo dicaprio or, or sorry 
you don't get the best movie picture or the best Nolan stuff or Fincher, or whatever you want to have. We gave it to the to the animated mouse, to the animated cars. We gave it to the to the how to train your dragons and stuff like that. You want to tell me that the academy and Zack and every other party involved would let that through? But so that that's what I'm getting at is you just said they don't get enough awards, which trust me, they got plenty of awards with just Pixar. They've got no, no, what, I was like, kidding. Like, that's what sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry. I mean, they had because they had it's what, like what something like 200 awards with that, or actually, hold on, total of wins and nominations across the board, not even just at the Academy. 378 awards and 700, 772 nominations. But I feel like if they were to, to get the searchlight stuff, then they're getting more of the Oscar bait movies, the best picture movies. Because I hate to say it, as a big Marvel fan and you know, DC and all this, you're not seeing. The Mar mm -mm. the these superhero movies up there for best picture. The only to be fair, the only thing that the that the common person cares about when it comes to the awards is best director, best picture, best actor in a leading role, best uh female actor. And I'll even throw in the supporting actor and actresses in the in that category in that as well. Yeah. Everything else they don't care. You know, the person who wins it gets thirty seconds to say their piece and then they're and they're getting played off. And they're trying to hurry up and finish up their speech. Sure. It's halted. So they were talking about it. For now, it's halted. That's uh, to make that clear. They aren't talking now. They stopped currently. Yeah. So this apparently. They're focusing on Kevin Spacey. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll get back to it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the previous deal they made for $4.2 billion was buying Lucas. And we heard about it the day it was signed. Not before. There was no rumor, nothing. It came out, out of the blue. And this time this got leaked somehow. Maybe some Trump aides had to work somewhere, somewhere else. Got <laughs> dispersed over there. But I don't know. It, it's... Or the dude that worked for Twitter last Saturday. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, you know, and moved over to... I watched on, on Nasdaq side, uh, Nasdaq on the... <laughs> Bloomberg site and Fox went up to almost three percent. So they made a good yeah. buck with that alone, just that notion. Yeah, Fox did. Um, Disney Disney did, had an uptick, but not as much. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking right now through. This is just me as, as an aside. Oh, there it is. And um, a big elephant in the room with blue elephant we didn't talk about was Avatar, the single most oh, yeah, yeah. profitable yeah. movie ever. Two point seven eight billion. I mentioned it. And now we got four more. Yay. <laughs> What the fuck, Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I look at this honestly, and like I'm so I'm looking at the Pixar thing right now, and I think there's so far I've only seen two Academy Award nominations for Best Picture for Pixar. Just as an aside, and I'm I'm into Monsters University. <laughs> I'm going through have it sorted weird. Yeah, I got um, down to uh, Finding Nemo, which won Best Animated Film, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, I mean, honestly, if this happens, I wouldn't hate it. You know, I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't hate the fact that this happened. You get new um, Fantastic Four comics because Marvel and Black Blue Ball uh, Fox with not making comics about that anymore and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's that that would that honestly would depend on who the writing team, the the writing art team is, because, I mean, there are series that I should love, but I don't like the writing team on there. I and stuff like that. So you know, but yeah, I mean. The, what I'm more excited for is, is if this does happen, going back to the you know 
sticking with the superhero stuff is we would get, for example, we would get an old man Logan in which we get Hawkeye. We get, you know, where he's in theory fighting the Hulk, fighting Maestro and all that. We get, you know, closer to what you see in the comics and because all that. that works so well for for the old people involved for the readers because you have to buy everything and see everything that you get every hint and then you have to retcon the whole thing every 10 or whatever years because shit doesn't add up and whoa 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 whoa, whoa. hold up hold up hold up when did Corey move to switzerland <laughs> i have to <laughs> send in for him and we agree on many things so i don't have to comment many thing many times when he does his thing but no it's it's what it is and uh, the other thing i was worried more is like we don't get legion or not in that way new mu mutants and other shows that i prefer more than seeing the movies yeah the tv shows is where it's at currently mm -hmm. for me oh yeah definitely i i honestly i look at it more this way we we will not be limited by who owns the right to which character with this if this were to go through you know it's more of a what story do we want to tell and who do we want to put in it yeah but warner bros owning all the rights to their characters didn't work out for well for them so that doesn't say anything that's yeah. that's besides the that's that you know that's something different i mean here you know you you've got the proven track record of marvel doing it with these select few toys now let's give them the whole the whole toy box and see what they can do. Like Dark Helmet? Didn't you play with the toys? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we go, uh, Jackie, what do you what do you want to plug? What do you want to promote and you know talk about that? You know, talk about yourself. Yeah. yeah third deal. Oh, this should, this should be easy for me, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, actually, I'm doing some claymation stuff. I keep saying that, and then it never happens. But uh, I have well, had well, it, it happens, but it's just one frame at a time, so it takes yeah. a really, really, really long time. Yeah, particularly if you're writing the story, creating the puppets, and doing and learning how to use the software, on you know, blah blah blah. But I have, I've had I had a very busy personal life uh, summer, which is now officially over, and I'm focusing all my energy and efforts into it now so uh definitely by the end of the year i'll have something out if you want sneak peeks to what i'm doing i will be live streaming on twitch a few days a week i don't really have a set schedule um yet but it's twitch.tv slash jackie hearn and uh of course you got my youtube if you want to watch terrible sock puppet videos and uh that's youtube.com slash jackie hearn and you're just go to jackie at Jackie here in 81 on Twitter. And what's part of question when we get back, what's cooking? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely want to do that just because I've kind of been out yes. of the loop lately um, <laughs> and not t really t talking to this big, huge community of people that we all know. But yeah, I do a show, um, or I did a show on Time Club TV about a year ago that I would interview someone uh, who's working on a project or something for 30 minutes and let them tell everything about what they're doing and get that out. But it's a timed 30 minute show. There's a clock counts down and we watch somebody make something while we're cook something while we're talking. So it's called what's cooking. So you can look at that. You can find that on uh, twitch.tv slash Jackie here. Nice. Yeah, that's seeing so much to talk about myself. <laughs> I know it's it's hard to do. It's like 
I, 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 like, I still get people like that. It's like, hey, talk about your show. I'm like, it's a thing that I do. Yeah, no, and nobody wants to hear you say, oh, I don't want to talk about myself. So can you just talk about <laughs> yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, oh, so many issues. So, yeah, now, now for the obligatory me talking about the thing you just watched and how you can help us out. Basically, you help us out by sending us feedback. We want to hear, you know, stuff about the show. What do you think about the things? You know, send your well wishes to Corey. You can send them at the voicemail at 805-328-3966. Or you can send us emails, mail at elsnerds.com. All of our subscription options that you can share with your friends can be found over at gncasts.com slash subscribe. It's also where you will find our face, our all of our social network stuff for the network, social media stuff is over at, you can just search for Galactic Netcasts and you will find them all over the place, including our Twitter. The show Twitter is at Else Nerds. You can find our other producer, uh, Evan, at Mr. Underscore Fusion. You can see all the things that Corey is doing with his friend Levi, don'tasscomics.com. And uh, Sean Burns, of course, is at S. Burns PA. Beatmaster, where can people find you? You can find me nowhere, but if you really need to, you can <laughs> seek me out on Twitter with Beatmaster AD. Or in the chat rooms of a lot of places. Don't. Uh, I was, don't, I, don't. I was just going <laughs> to... I was just going to say that when I think I need to find Beatmaster, I know what chat room to go to at what time. <laughs> is, it, is it this one? Is it the one here they do with this thing here? With the uh, Diamond Club logo? Yeah, I don't... I, is that a thing anymore? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, and you can find me at that Gregor. And the final thing to be said is this has been a Don't Tell Glenn production. We will see you next week or else. Bye. Galactic Network podcast, go to gncast.com. That's g-n-c-a-s-t-s dot com. <laughs>